The views and opinions expressed on this program aren't necessarily those of this station, but those of the sponsors, Armada Advisors. Yes, good morning. You heard that right. We are returning with our friends from Armada Advisors. We have President Wesley Odom joining me this morning. You can find them online, armadaadvisors.com, or feel free to give them a call. Hey, if you hear something interesting, you want to ask them more questions, 850-497-6167 is their home office right in our beautiful downtown area on North Spring Street in Pensacola, Florida. I'm Jenna Barr. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92. Two, three, informative, local, dependable. If you would like to ask a question, Wesley is here for you. He'd love to answer it for you this morning. Feel free to text or feel free to call. Our number is 850-437-1620. That's 437-1620 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good morning, Wesley, and welcome back. Hey there. It's a pleasure to be back. So we want to just go ahead and jump right into it this morning, although we will probably get some questions in, which we welcome. You welcome fully. Let's talk about and have our focal point as we begin on retirement planning. I know this is probably a heavy subject that can go a hundred different avenues, right? Right. It's absolutely correct. Let's start with step one. What's the best way to plan? Step one. Well, you got to develop a plan and begin somewhere. Um, I know if you're going to walk across the Sahara Desert, you just want, would not want to begin with a canteen of water and that's it. Negative. You know, you're going to plan, okay, how many days is it going to take me to get across the Sahara, et cetera, et cetera, uh, where there's an oasis, you know, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of planning you got to do. And the same thing with retirement. The most bizarre story I ever got, uh, ever, I think, uh, in doing a uh, enrollment for a retirement plan was um, I, w- I was talking to the group of, of guys and gals and talking about the benefits of saving for the retirement because we're all getting older. I mean, every day we get older and so we've got to have some money in the nest egg to kind of grow. And, uh, this one guy said, you got to pull me aside or whatever. And afterwards he says, you know, I, I think I got everything covered. I said, well, that's great. Uh, how you doing it? He says, well, I'm, I'm buying lots of VCRs at Walmart. Hmm. And this is back in the 1990s. And I, and I, what do you mean by buying VCRs? He says, well, what I do is my extra pay. I go and I buy these VCRs and I put them in my garage and I wait until later on if I need to the money, I can go back and take these things back to Walmart and they'll give me my money back. Okay, interesting. That was his method of retirement. You know, and it, it was kind of a shock when I said, well, what happens when they phase out VCRs? What happens right. when they're no longer carrying those things? And in essence, what you're doing is you're just buying things and you're getting that refund in the future. That's all you're getting. You're not getting a return on the money. Exactly. You're getting, you're getting the money returned, I guess. You're not yeah, getting... there's no investment in that. You're not gr- making any growth. Right. You're not making any growth. And that was really a shock to him. And he says, well, it's working so far. I said, let's think outside the box a little bit because VCRs are not necessarily your, the way you ought to go with naturally. And that was kind of scary. So, you know, I mean, fundamentally, if you don't have a corporate retirement plan and some people don't, some people are, are, are doing what they're doing. And, um, and, and sometimes they, the people have heard of these things called IRAs or Roth IRAs. And 
that's a good deal because the government back, I think it was 1980, TEFRA, uh, 86 or something, created the IRA, which allows people to defer money and it grows tax deferred until you pull it out when you're 59 and a half, for example. Um, and it's a good way to have money kind of grow. Um, and not invest in VCRs, of course. <laughs> right. I mean, we can, that kind of uh, focus, right, in, in right now investing, I'd hope that people have learned with how fast we grow in technology, um, well, in everything across the world, uh, whether it's food, new foods coming on, uh, I think I just saw a commercial for another new iPhone. Like, it just blows my mind. We're continually evolving right. rapidly at this pa- at this pace we can't keep up with. So where can you invest that we have seen actual growth and uh, return with your money? So that kind of brings us to the question, would Roth or a regular IRA be a better advantage? Which one is actually going to help you or does it depend? Great question. It depends. Uh, generally for younger folks, um, you know, you want to start out with a Roth before because, for example, let's say if you're 21 years of age and you're in a, a lower tax bracket, you're putting money away uh, for your retirement, like in Roth money is after-tax money. So you're putting this money away that when you get when you get to be old at 65 and you pull the money out, hopefully you're in a higher bracket than you were when you were 21. You see, that's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. But there's also some innovative things that you need to think about if you're already maxing out your defil- defer, uh, you're maxing out your um, your 401k, let's say, as you're you're with the company, and the IRS says, uh, you know, if you make so much money and you're covered by a retirement plan at work, you cannot get a deductible IRA, which means you can't put money into a regular IRA. So then people say, well, if I can't put money in a regular IRA and get a, get a deductible, why would I want to do it? I said, well, it grows tax deferred. You can't get a deduction on it. But the other advantage of if, if you do it, you can then, since you're not getting a deduction on it, you can then what's called do what's called a Roth conversion. So you can convert that money to a Roth. Okay. And that's a really good strategy because a lot of folks will be in a situation uh, where they, again, they, they've already maxed out their 401k. They 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 make he they they themselves or they together with their spouse they make too much money they can't get a deductible IRA so they do what's called a backdoor Roth they put money in the IRA and immediately convert it to a Roth and the IRS allows you to do that because there's some if you do it directly there's some income caps the IRS says if you if you want to go to a Roth directly you have to to satisfy some income limits or beneath these certain limits. Um, and in order to do that, people do a backdoor Roth. And so that's a great way to have money that grows tax free. So that's, that's what you got to understand. An IRA is tax deferred. A Roth is tax free. Uh, another example I would say is a long time ago, back when I started in the industry and I started back in 1992, it's kind of hard to believe I'm that old, but anyway, I started in the, in the securities industry in 92. And back then you can only put $2,000 a year in, a, in an IRA. That's all we had back then, IRAs. Okay. And the idea was if you put $2,000 a year and the, the deal was if you, if you did it for, let's say 30 years, that's $2,000 a year for 30 years. That's what $60,000. Okay. Principal. And if you got a 15% rate of return, and granted, that's a really sporty rate of return, you know, for any a sustained period of time. 
but for the for the plan purposes, your sixty thousand dollars would be in thirty years would be worth about a million dollars. Oh wow! It's hard to believe, but it's it's what Einstein called was the most important invention. <clears throat> excuse me, and that's compound interest. I mean, compound interest is amazing. So if you put the sixty in, and you did it, and you had a million dollars, let's say. And now it's 60 or 60 years of age. You want to pull that money out. Do you want to pay taxes on that money? Most people would say, well, I, I would prefer not to. But if you did pull it out and pay taxes, you're probably maybe netting around 600 after you spend $400,000 to uncle, possibly. Okay. Okay. Whereas, let's say if you had a Roth, if you could have done a Roth back then, you couldn't do a Roth back then. It didn't exist. Okay. But if you did it and you did the same deal and your your money got the same rate of return and you got this a million dollars and you pulled money out of a Roth, guess how much you pay taxes? Zero. Oh, really? You paid zero because you originally when you put the $2,000 in, you've already paid taxes on that money. So you've earned $2,000, whatever tax bracket you're in, you pay taxes on it. So in essence, I guess you paid, you you know, earned a little bit more in order to put in that 2000 to put in 2000 net. But um, the the by and large of it is is you probably would have paid maybe anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand over um, maybe I think twenty thousand dollars maybe maximum maybe taxes you would have might have had to pay over that time period. But in the meantime, you would have had a million dollars at the end of the road at the end of the road. So that's just amazing in the Roth. So yeah. when you ask, is it better to a Roth or an IRA? Right. They're both they both have their place. If you you know if if you had a if you stored up in a retirement plan and you're 60 years of age and let's say you've got five hundred thousand dollars in your IR your IR your 401k and and you roll it to your IRA you don't probably want to convert it to a Roth because you pay a huge amount of taxes right then and there okay you know makes sense but if you had the your contribution every year where you're putting in let's say like this year it's going to be seventy five hundred dollars for a person who is fifty that's the maximum IRA contribution you could do. By maybe making it, you could put it as an IRA, it's non-deductible, let's say, and then convert it to a Roth. Now it can grow tax-free. So there's there's always a ways to think about it, and that's why I think it makes sense to to talk to a financial guy and yes. say, okay, let's let's uh, figure out what makes sense for me. You know, um, this is my goal, this is my objective, this is my time horizon. You know, some people uh, put money in a Roth purposely because they don't need it. I know it's from retirees, if they convert some of their IRA money to a Roth because they say, you know, I'm in a not a high tax bracket right now, but I want this money to go tax-free to my kids. Mm. So they'll do that. I mean, there's a lot of different estate planning strategies you can do with this. Um, and it's really amazing. Uh, but there are a lot of options between IRAs and Roths and whatnot. So I think that the best thing that they can do is, one, talk to their financial guy, talk to their CPA, and get some input um, was which would be better for them and how they can maximize and beat uncle in his own game. Absolutely. And that financial guy is here for you this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We have President Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors, armadaadvisors.com. You can give them a call, maybe schedule a sit down with Wesley or his team, 850-497-6167, located at 610 North Spring Street in Pensacola, Florida. Our neighbors right down the street at Armada Advisors. So let's talk a little bit more. That's a lot of excellent information. And thank you for breaking that down, Wesley. But let's talk about what kind of investments that one should consider for IRA or Roth contributions? Well, I think that, again, it goes back to time horizon, goes back to lifestyle and your goals. I think that everybody knows, um, you know, how much it costs roughly to 
to live. They might not know exactly to a dollar, but that's the first thing I think is important to figure out is this, well, what are you spending right now? Okay, well, this is what I'm spending per month or this is what I'm spending per year. You know, figure out from a basic standpoint and then go, okay, well, what if I retire at age 65, or that's your goal, let's say, um, what would my expenses be then perhaps? I mean, will my house be paid for, for example? You know, and that's yeah. a good question. Okay, well, that if it is, then that that's something we need to think about. Um, are you planning any big trips you can between 65 and 70? What I found is that people who retire, let's say 65, spend more money between 65 and 75 than they do between 75 and 85. And it makes sense. Think mm-hmm. about it. When you're 75 to 85, one of the big excitements you get is after church, where are you going to go eat? Yeah. You know, right. where are we going to go eat? Oh my gosh, we got to figure out where we're going to go eat today. You know, I mean, that that's not, but you know, when you're 65 to 75, you're planning those big trips, you know, you're going to yes. go out and see the kids, the grandkids, whatever the case may be. In 75 to 85, you're, you're winding it down. I'm not just telling it, saying that everybody winds it down to zero, but you wind it down. Okay. So if you can plan for, okay, I'm going to keep the 65 to 75 lifestyle and then, you know, just plan for keep it going, then you'll have a lot of excess cash. But, you know, what is your, what's your goals? What's your lifestyle? You know, how, how much money will you need? And then once you figure out how much money you'll need, then you can figure out, okay, well, what's available in the market? I remember a long time ago, there was a lady who came into my office and, and she said, uh, you know, I'm not sure what, what I need. And I've all, I've, all I've done is invested in CDs. And she had enough money at the time. I said, you know, you just, you don't, you can stay in CDs. You know, you're, you're okay. Your lifestyle is such, your, your temperament is such where she just likes CDs and it worked out. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it worked out for her in the future because, you know, it, it's, um, what, what her age was and things of that nature. So you have to put, put together, you know, the risk tolerance, the objectives, your time horizon, what your sophistication is and everything. But then also too, you got to ask yourself, you know, that worked well back in the 1990s when interest rates were, you know, around 6%, you get 7% CDs occasionally and things like that um, in the 1990s. But um, right now, interest rates are improving. So we see interest rates now, you know, we're getting 3 to 4.4% in the money market, somewhere in between that area. And then we also have short-term bonds that are yielding, and when I say short-term CDs and short-term bonds, anywhere between one month and three months, anywhere from 4 to 6%, something like that. So, you know, you could, you know, with interest rates like anticipated February 1st, the Fed is going to raise interest rates, we think, uh, a little bit. Um, and they're going to indicate what they're going to do maybe the next go around. So we, we see, uh, you know, interest rates going up a little bit more. So it doesn't make sense to go out huge whole heck of a long time to try to grab that yield, keep it short, and ri- rise up with it. Um, but then also, too, uh, you got to ask yourself, okay, well, I, I, these interest rates are nice. I really want to make more than 5%. I want to make more than 6 whatever. How can I get that? Well, you need to look at the stock market. Mm. Um, I think it makes sense uh, for that. Uh, but then there are always going to be surprises. I'll give you a big surprise that, that came to me. You know, one of the stocks that we've invested in for years and years and years has been Amazon. And, and uh, I love Amazon. I mean, I think every almost every American contributes to the wealth of Amazon. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just an amazing company. But last year, Amazon stock went down 44%. Now, even with that, even with having gone down 44% last year, 
if you bought Amazon like we did for our clients way back when, you're still exceeded the rate of return of the stock market because Amazon has grown so much. But mm-hmm. still, when you see your principal go down 44%, it's a shocker because you it's a good company. It's a high-quality company. They actually uh, continue to have fantastic revenues. Uh, they're growing. But what we saw last year is we saw an, an, a correction in the entire market. We saw a contraction. And, and companies will contract over time and expand the valuations thereof. And does that, doesn't, just because Amazon went down 44%, does that mean people are stopping the using Amazon? No. Oh, absolutely not. No, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. So I think you just have to say, okay, um, what what's on bargain and things of that nature? And I'm in a weird industry. I mean, I admit, you know, when when things are, are, are cheap in my industry, like it's kind of like going to Best Buy and, and seeing everything 50% off. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's a good deal. 50% off sale. Well, in my industry, people want to run around run away right oh amazon went down 45 percent. oh my gosh i can't buy wait wait right, that's a great down. company mm-hmm. that's a great company you think they're going to go out of business no it's kind of like exxon a few years ago exxon 2019-2020 exxon went from 82 to, down to around 31 mm. and now i think exxon's around 113 somewhere around that so in other words it's it came back and i think that that's sometimes you have to be patient um and look around and see you know what kind of sage advice can i get um, am I getting a quality company that's going to come back um, or am I really in a situation where it's going to be dead money for a long time? So again, good advice is, is very, is worthwhile. Excellent. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr sitting down this morning with President Wesley Odom from Armada Advisors. ArmadaAdvisors.com 850-497-6167 is their number to give them a call. Sit down today. We're going over retirement planning, the best way to plan, and we're breaking it down. We have about seven minutes left. I want to squeeze in more uh, topics on this conversation. So if you have a question to 4376 1620 is our number here at News Radio 92.3. Let's talk about um, the rate of return and what somebody should really anticipate when it comes to investing uh, for your IRA or your Roth contributions. It depends on how you invest. Obviously, the more conservative you invest, uh, the lower rate of return, the more aggressive you invest. People generally say you should uh, anticipate a a more a higher rate of return because of the of the risk you're you're um, taking, and that that's that's just just general rule. So the stock market over time has yielded anywhere between nine and and twelve percent, um, and um, you know bond market and, and and CDs whatever less much less than that. So that's really what you're kind of focusing over the long term. Excellent, and of course Wesley and his team can walk you through every bit of that. So let's talk about. Uh, the special number word that's a hot topic and everybody kind of goes, I don't know what to do. Let's talk about corporate retirement plans like 401ks or simple plans. Well, 401ks, of course, are the Cadillac version of um, of plans out there. Big companies like Microsoft and whatnot, Amazon all have big 401ks. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Simple plans are uh, for smaller companies with their less onerous to they're they are less onerous to administer. They're limited to people with less than 100 employees and whatnot. It's just a it's a simple plan for a reason. Um, the IRS though has made it a lot easier to adopt 401k plans by allowing employers to adopt multiple employer plans. And it used to be the case where you had to, if you wanted a 401k, you had to just kind of bite the bullet and 
spend the extra money for it. Mm-hmm. And now the IRS um, came out and said, okay, you can operate a, a multiple employer plan. And I know that Armada Advisors uses one through Fidelity Investments. That's who our custodian is. We love Fidelity. Um, there, I consider them the best custodian I've ever worked with. Um, and I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, but in, in, in anyway, in the, in the past, the employer had to establish their own plan. It was expensive. It was time consuming and included a lot of fiduciary duties that most didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But when they adopt into a multiple employer plan, it's everything is streamlined. So, uh, the 401k process is all kind of like tailor made to it. The hardest thing they have to do is decide if they want to offer a match or not offer a match. Um, so anyway, in essence, the employer contracts out what he wants his, uh, all his 401k duties and lets, uh, Fidelity do the driving, for example. And, you know, of course we assist with that, uh, uh, in, involvement in there. So anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a good pro- process. And I would encourage employers if they have not considered, if they want to reduce their fiduciary responsibility mm-hmm. and enhance their, um, you know, you know, make it cheaper, whatever, you know, let Fidelity do it, do a multiple employer plan. Yeah, that makes sense. So I want to ask, can you invest as much in a regular 401k as you can in a multiple employer 401k? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this year, the maximum rates uh, for a person over 50 is like $30,000, um, which you can put in pre-tax if you wanted to in the plan. Uh, and if you wanted to do, if you're less than 50 years of age, you can do like 22500 so for 2023. So yes, you can do either either plan, multi-employer or regular 401k. You can do either. Either plan. All right. So then what is the order for investing and where does a person start? Well, I think uh, first they need to determine if they're, if they have an employer that has a plan, uh, what is the benefit structure? You know, mm-hmm. are they getting a match? Some people will, will join a company. They'll forget about the 401k, for example. They don't know that there's a dollar for dollar match up to 4% or something. And they'll just leave those monies on the table. And it's like crazy. It's like, hey, man, this is freebie, a freebie out there. And you're just wow. leaving it on the table. Um, what about profit sharing? Does your company give a profit sharing? That might be an option. So um, that's something to think about. You need to talk to your HR. The second thing I think people should think about is, uh, you know, doing our IRA or Roth. I mean, um, if they're if they're maxing out their IRA, if they're maxing out their four hundred one k, and they're maxing out their IRA or the Roth, and they can't do. Someone asked me the other day, "Well, can I do an IRA at one institution to go to another bank and do another IRA?" Well, wait, you can only put so much money a year per year in an IRA for this year. For a for someone who's over fifty, it's going to be seventy five hundred dollars. So you can't go to every bank in the world and put seventy five hundred dollars because the IRS is going to say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you exceeded the limit. Seventy five hundred is one institution. That's it." or to collectively, I should say, I guess you could put in a dollar and 7,500 individual banks, but they would hate you at the end of the day and you would hate them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then also, you know, if there's dis- discretionary money left over, uh, I think people need to think about how they want to invest it. You know, are they trying to invest in a new car? Are they trying to invest in a house? Were they savings towards, is this into the, is it just rainy day money? What's the deal? And, and based upon that, you can come up with some strategies to figure out, okay, what do I need? What, what's out there? What, what do I, what kind of return do I want? Uh, what's can, what do you consider safe return? What's risky return? You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Excellent. Hey, if you are kind of just going, where do I start? And I missed some of this episode. Well, you can catch the episode online, newsradio923.com or in our podcast page on our app. Just look for the on-demand section and listen there. Or 
feel free to call Wesley today, 850-497-6167, located um, right downtown in Pensacola, Florida. Wesley is here to break everything down for you and start in your retirement planning process. So first of all, Wesley, thank you for joining me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel, sure. breaking everything down, really explaining it. It helps a ton when you're kind of confused. It's an overwhelming process. It can be scary for so many. It feels daunting. But the best part is you're not alone and uh, you have people, like you said, your financial guy. I like how you said it like that. Your financial guy on your side. So thank you so much. ArmadaAdvisors.com, 850-497-6167. Again, thank you so much to Wesley Odom for joining me this morning here on Pep Talk. Thank you very much, Jennifer.